Come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? (laughs) Welcome back, ladies and germs, to the Saturday Night Freak Show podcast. We're happy to have you joining us this evening. Uh, Every Saturday, the Freak Show happens right here on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and TuneIn Radio, and other uh, podcast repositories. We watch a movie, which is Chosen Round Robin, and then we watch it. Well, I suppose we watch it before it's chosen. We watch it, and then we watch it. (laughs) And then we talk about it right here for your listening, enjoyment, and edification. It's very simple, Colin. (laughs) And we also want to say that we are still trying to, are we still doing this? Uh, Trying to fundraise to afford some better equipment uh, that may or may not be happening. Uh, So what we want you to do is, if you like what you hear here... (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> go, go on over yeah i know <laughs> go on over to our website which is saturdaynightfreakshow.blogspot.com and you can purchase any of the movies that we're talking about on our show and uh it'll be a, a little kickback to us from amazon so we'll be able to afford new stuff and get rid of the uh, audio gremlins that have been plaguing us for the past couple of weeks <laughs> Verbal gremlins as well. Yeah, yeah I mean, you're going to buy shit on Amazon anyways. Might as well go through our website. You know what's stupid? I bought shit on, on Amazon. I didn't go through I was just thinking about that. I'm like, I'll buy something. I'm going to go through us, and I'll probably forget. And uh, like, oh, I didn't do that at all. Shit. Yeah, but the listeners are thinking about it right now. Right they're listening now. To it right now. You can't so help but think about yeah, it. Help we us just out. It. Uh, so I'm Colin, and directly to my left, Sean. Travis. Brent. We are Bring all to his left. Full circle again. Tonight we watched Brent's choice of movie, and it was Brent. It was Back to the Future 3, finishing out my time travel uh, extraordinaire. A year of time travel minus my journey through the Himalayas. But uh, I think that it was like Back to the Future 3 was always going to be the one that I finished it out on. And it just so happens that this is my last pick of the year, so it had to happen. And it did. Yes. Back to the Future Part 3. Closure. It's a milestone also because our very <laughs> End first of podcast. Episode, <laughs> never watched it again. <laughs> our first episode was Back to the Future. So That's true. There you yeah. go. And yeah. Back to the Future 2. You can go back and listen to that. Uh, what we do that? In like January? Yeah. 2015? Uh, it would have been, yeah. January, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a also a milestone Back to the Future 2015 because it's the year of Back to the Future. So it's appropriate to finish it off. There you go, folks. With part three. A big year for Back to the Future. So part three was famously shot at the same time as part two. So this would have been like, what, 1988 they shot him? Uh, I believe, yeah. Yeah, because the the, uh, second one came out in 89, and then the third one came out in 90. So I'm thinking they were, yeah, they were shooting in 88, yeah. And we were just talking outside before this that this is, to the best of our knowledge, right, the first... uh, movie where you would go see previews for the coming attraction like attached to the end of the movie. Like they had made the sequel already and had it in the bank and could say like come you know come back next summer and you'll right. see. You know, yeah. and they do that they did Kill Bill, you yeah. know, uh, the Twilight movies or whatever. You know, it's like eventually everything became like a built in Yeah, to the point where uh I, I believe it was on the VHS for 
the first Back to the Future they had uh, to be continued. Originally, it didn't say that. If you saw it theatrically, it was just the end because Back to the Future 1 was the only one. And then as we all know from listening to this podcast that uh, based on the popularity of the first one, they decided to make another two. Um, the studio was going to do, do it no matter what, but the, obviously they got the filmmakers back to make the next two films to complete the trilogy. But when you when you would buy back in the day, when you'd buy the VHS, it said you know at the end of the first one to be continued because they knew that they were working on part two and three. And then I think it was the DVD when they changed that. So at the end of the DVD, at the end of the first one on the DVD, it doesn't say that. Just the actual theatrical cut? Yeah, it's the theatrical without the, yeah. Hmm. Which it's, you know. Does it have the option to see the, uh, I always hate with that when they like, they revert back to the theatrical and you're like, oh, but there was. Gremlins 2. Gremlins 2, the new batch. Hulk Hogan or John Wayne, whoever, whoever you like. Well, I mean, still, at the end of the second one, they still have the whole, you know, preview for the third one. Right. Yeah, because that it's, was always there. That yeah. was there in the, yeah. in, the, in the theaters. I remember seeing that in the theater and being yeah. like, what the fuck? Like the that. Greatest day of Brent's life. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, because as a child, you don't realize that, you know, there's a business and they're doing this to make money and they're going to, of course, do. Well, if you can do a sequel, why not do a trilogy? Well, usually you wait so fucking long to even hear about a sequel, yeah. let alone a movie ends with a cliffhanger and then bah, 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 da, da, and then like shows you a bunch of shit. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's a real thing. Yeah, dude, you're like, oh my god, when's this come out? You know, it's, I mean, it, it is like the trailer at the end of the movie. I mean, it's yeah, uh, it's a it is. trailer for the next movie at the end of the movie. Pretty genius. Well, it's, it's part of. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say it's kind of like how now with the comic book movies they'll do like the after the credits scene. Just to kind of get you amped for the next one. Yeah, I mean, most, I think all of us know at this point that they are coming, but they still do it. They still Mm -hmm. give you a little little sneak. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what it's kind of like this is part of like an evolutionary chain that leads us to where we are now, where every movie is like, you know, the the sequel is already, you know, planned. Already given a release date. Yeah, it's been planned and it's been prepared, and in some cases being shot while we're making this one, you know, and so we can. But we were talking about another milestone, earlier milestone may have been Superman 1 and 2, which we know were shot as one movie, and then were created as two separate movies later in in editing. And then we're saying Back to the Future, right? 2 and 3 were shot at one time. And then famously after that would have been the Lord of the Rings movies, where they shot three movies all at the same time. And then... You know what? I mean, like something like Kill Bill seems different than that, though, because that was always intended to be one movie that yeah. the studio then said, you know, it's too long. Let's uh, we can make more money and get our investment back if we cut this into two parts. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> crazy. Yeah, I'm trying to think of something else in between there that that did that, but I can't think of anything. You know, prior to, I mean, definitely, or uh, uh, Lord of the Rings, there was nothing. Mm-hmm. That's up to you, listener. If we're missing something or if you yeah, think of anything, know. let us know. On uh, yeah. Facebook.com slash Saturday Night Freak Show. Well, you know what? It's interesting. Full Moon, Charles Band used to make most of his movies like that, even though they were straight to video. Most of his movies always had cliffhangers and sequels. They were always shooting, uh, like Puppet Master 4 and 5 were shot back to back. I remember. Were they, would they have been, you know, the dates on 
Mm. He's probably that's just trying to I mean, definitely early, early 90s, 90s, right? I mean, yeah. like, after talking, this would have set the model, kind of. Right? Yeah, right. He was probably just trying to add job security. It's like, if I leave it at a cliffhanger, I get to shoot another Yeah, but I mean, what, it, like, it, every it sequel had a cliffhanger, it seems like, you know, but it was kind of the, that was, it wasn't so much a promise of, you know, I mean, Freddy Krueger, at the end of every movie, you've never actually killed Freddy Krueger, right? It was always that they're leaving the door open. So if yeah. this one does well and the box office says it'll well, support another movie, I mean, we'll true. go ahead and make yeah. another. But we yeah. don't know what we're going to do. Like, right. <laughs> it'll be up to somebody else to figure that out. Charles Band would make the movie intended to have the sequel. Like, one of his last movies I saw, I want to say before Full Moon like went kaput for a while, was a movie called Nights. I mean, that movie had a cliffhanger ending, and you're like, well, I mean, it's full moon. There, Nights 2 is, like, right around, the, like, next year or something like that. Fucking never happen, You know? So, I mean... Star yeah, Wars. Yeah. It sucks when well, they do that. <laughs> Star Wars. I was, I was yeah. thinking, Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back yeah. has got to be, like, one of the most famous... Like, they knew they were going to do a third one. Yeah. I mean, I imagine... Well, they weren't shooting back out, to back, No, they weren't, no. yeah. But I, and I don't even know how concrete the plans were at that point, other than maybe an outline or something, or here's a couple of events that might happen in The Return of the Jedi. But sure. the idea that that Empire ended with that colossal, you know, cliffhanger. Yeah. I mean, that may have been one of the yeah. early, at least, you know, of the of the, the new era from the 70s on up. I'm trying, I'm racking my brain to, to figure out if Hollywood had done this before. Yeah, because, <laughs> like, something like James Bond, that just falls under, like, the same thing, like, Freddy. It's like, we're going to make more of these, but mm-hmm. each one is its own, or, like, Indiana Jones. It's like, each one is yeah. its own story, but it's not, like, an actual, like, continuation. The thing I like about Back to the Future is uh, it picks up from each film right where you left off from the last one. So mm-hmm. there's no time lost. You Which know, one? like, even it overlaps. And it times. always happens to be the end of the first one. Yeah. Like, even, even though they overlap, <laughs> it's always the end of the first one. Well, yeah, it's the end of the first one, and then it's, you know, it's like... It's the end of the second one, which the, is the end of the first one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. It's a good point, Sean. <laughs> it's it's always going back to that lightning stri- uh-huh. <laughs> strike. I've always loved that, that scene where... Uh, you know, Marty, uh, you know, at the clock tower gets blasted back to, uh, 85 from 55. Uh, Doc does his, like, Wah! like your little scream thing down the, uh, trail of fire. Mm-hmm. And then Marty comes running out. You know, mm-hmm. I've always thought that was a really cool, uh, yeah. It really is, yeah. And then just the whole, uh, I, just, I don't know, just that interaction where he's like, I just sent you back. He's like, yeah, but I'm back. You know, I mean, that's, that's like, that's the fun of, time travel to me yeah. right yeah. the idea that you had this whole adventure where like you spent this time sending this fucking kid that claims to be like your sidekick from the future you know back to his future and then within seconds he's back and it's part of like another adventure you know right. it's, yeah. you're in the middle of something and i mean i don't know that just really like sparks my imagination is yeah. that the only scene in this trilogy that exists in all three movies um, well, of all three, they have well, to be. There's nothing else yeah. in this that. Yeah, nothing else. Yeah, like it's the same, same footage that's in yeah. all three movies. Yeah, no, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Well, I mean, that's the other thing, I guess, too, is, you know, the, when we're talking about sequels and all this, somewhere in the 1980s, which had to be Star Wars, right? Somebody decided that we can make this thing called a trilogy. Well, I mean, Planet of the Apes, come on. Yeah, but they were, that wasn't like a. You know, whatever, the beginning, middle, and end chapter. Oh, it's right, like right, right. movies were, you know, you had a beginning, middle, and end in, a, in one movie. Mm. 
And then when you brought in Empire Strikes Back, then it became, this is the middle chapter, so this has to have a beginning, middle, and an end. To some, you know, we have to wrap something up, and then we're going to continue that in the third. What about movie. Godfather? Was that 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 wasn't planned, right? I mean, no. that was. I don't even know if there was a second book. Yeah. Well, well what what from the first book is like all taken the, and put all the, into the De Niro movie, stuff like is the first book. All the De Niro stuff, all the stuff about Vito. Yeah. Uh, that's from the first or Don Corleone. That's still that's from the first book. novel. Well, the only, yeah, the only like made up stuff for the movie is the actual like Frito betraying uh, Michael and all that stuff. I knew it was you, Frito. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's a good point too. I mean, Back to the Future is an original screenplay versus like Lord of the Rings or Godfather or something that's right. a book or Harry Potter. You know, something that you know is a series of books that you're gonna. Uh, turn into films you know i mean right. it's different i guess i mean you have you already basically have your screenplay or your script you just have to adapt it right yeah <clears throat> well this one okay so with back to the future and i suppose with the parallel the star wars movies you make your first movie it's a hit and then people say well we want more so we say instead of just doing a sequel and then maybe that'll do something. We're gonna do. We're gonna do it as a trilogy. So we're gonna do a story that takes place over two films. Definitely a studio person, <clears throat> a studio head, <laughs> <laughs> making this decision. Right? Why make one when you can book them for two? You know, yeah. two movies. Yeah. More so recently. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Now it's five. Uh, now it's, yeah, it's like there's no trilogy anymore. Yeah. It's a lifetime. Colin, what were you saying? Like the whole uh, uh, the the uh, Avengers story or the. You it know. was Star. Oh yeah, there was an article about Star Wars where they were saying that uh, we we won't live to see the last Star Wars. No. Movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, going to make them till the end of time. Yeah. Four, as long as people don't get tired of them, which there's a threat of that, right? I mean, that's sure. where, how you pollute uh, these things if they just keep going and you're doing them every year, and it's like ugh, some that's point why, there's a fatigue. That's yeah, that's why thing. you'll never the excitement going into the new Star Wars movie like it will never reach those peaks again. Like, this is it. This is as high as the fervor for a Star Wars movie is going to get. Because there's not going to be another, like, ten-year gap. Yeah, there will never <laughs> be another gap for that. So this, all yeah. this excitement you're seeing is is, is the peak of yeah, this. And then we just become... All downhill from there, yeah. But that's yeah. kind of what, you know, makes Back to the Future. The fact that, you know, Bob Gale, Robert Zemeckis, whoever's in control of that, seems to be protective of, like, you know, because I'm sure there's people banging down their doors to oh, somehow sure. oh, make... Yeah. I'm back to the future four or whatever. I'm pretty sure it's guaranteed. I'm pretty sure he said it's guaranteed at this point. Like, no, no, we'll never. Until, yeah, until they Until die. I'm dead. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but I mean, they've done it through the video games and through the comic books. Yeah. Like, sure. They've had and their. Through even small little. Throughout the years, there have been small little. Like the cartoon. Yeah, the cartoon has I mean, to be like 17. You know, I don't want to see no 40 year old Marty running around. <laughs> the commercials, Kimmel recently with yes. the anniversary and everything. Yeah. They've always done small little things throughout the years. Somebody comes up yeah. with, like, somebody makes a fake video, like, oh, we invented a hoverboard, and they get, you know, Christopher Lloyd to come in yeah. and shoot a scene for Wasn't it, it funny yeah, how. I was really good about that. Yeah. Doc Brown from 1955, like, wasn't at all phased by the hoverboard. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was thinking it was about pretty that. Natural. Like, it's like, he shouldn't know anything about this. He should just be like, what the fuck? Marty came back. He's rolling with, with a man. goddamn flying board. He invented time travel. Right, he, yeah. He's ready for it. Well, but not that, Doc. 
Well, that but he's dog. already sent like he's already sent a guy back to time. Okay, like, that dog. Well, that dog. Okay, that this dog is, invented time travel. That's the same doc. I mean, like when he hit his head, he invented time travel at that. Well, moment. but he like, well, yeah, I guess that's true. But somehow, like Marty is the one that kind of forces him to see it through to fruition in part one, right? He's the one that like, oh, you know, yeah, you yeah, got this idea, blah blah blah. So really, okay, so. What Doc Doc is lost in 1885. You know that is one of the coolest scenes. Even though we're talking about part two, <laughs> that is one of the coolest scenes when he loses Doc. It rains, and then a uh, dude from uh, uh, Western Union shows up. Yeah, yeah, with the uh, the letter from from Doc explaining how he's been in the West. Yeah, and uh, really, he just has to tell the 1955 Doc, like, "All right, dude." <laughs> oh, we just got to get me back to the future again and just remember to do X, 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 you know? But so much of that, too, is like one of those things where, you know, I mean, you, you have to twist the logic or expand the elasticity of your rule set that you've set down. You know, the whole idea of, like, you know, Doc doesn't want to know too much about his future. Yeah. As soon as Marty comes back, then it's like, okay, obviously, you know, he went through. At what point does he piece together the the letter in his pocket? Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like all of that stuff. It's like, okay, well, you know, I know that I survived this because the guy comes back. And, <laughs> and, you know, I was thinking about this, too. Like, after, you know, Doc in this movie, you find out that he dies in, in 1885. And so the movie becomes a rescue operation. So he sends Marty off. <laughs> the and past. the moment that he sends Marty away, you know, we follow Marty for the rest of the movie. And I'm sitting there going, like, if you were Doc, would you be, like... Worried, like, well, does the kid succeed? I mean, you know, <laughs> well, I see you got another True. like forty years or so. Or, yeah, but is that how yeah. you have to deal with it? You just well, go that's like, why, you know what? I just got to put that out of my head. I know I go in. I mean, like, if you're looking at your life, you know how you're going to die. Yeah, you're going to die in 1885, shot in the back by Buford Tannen. So. You know, that, I would think yeah. that was way. I mean, but he said to the kid. I mean, I don't know. And that's does he just keep going to the grave? You also have all of that, like you know, he says you shouldn't know too much about your own future because Doc has to spend the rest of his life with all that knowledge that all this shit is going on. And if he fucks one thing up and he doesn't like invent the time machine the way it's supposed to be invented, well, fuck, you know, he's like, also got to get a bulletproof vest for when the, uh, yeah. the, I, the I know, Libyans yeah. or all whoever they are. are. He's got a list of shit to do. <laughs> yeah. All still ahead of him. Yeah. Checklist. There should it'd be great if he just like walks by his fridge and there's like a checklist on right. things like we'll <laughs> yeah. vest. But it'd be a calendar, I've got to meet right? Marty. Right. In yeah. the, on this day, yeah. I have to get this. But based on this movie, I do not doubt that Doc, Mar- Doc Brown has the ability to do this, right? Because like he's in the the West for, what we say, eight, eight, eight months. months. Yeah. Eight months. He's had time to, to draw up a detailed schematic, bury the time machine. I mean, like, they're involved. God knows how much, what kind of engineer. The one guy is doing this, right? Yeah. Invent a refrigerator. <laughs> Invent a refrigerator. I mean, it's like, it, he builds that scale model uh, of the, the ravine, you know, in no, this movie. Scale. In, in God knows how, you know, quick well, a period of time. It's like, boom, it's there. He does that. On a, yeah, that, that's, that's movie time, right? I know, but that's why I'm like, I don't that know was the joke, this guy right? can, can ha- remember the, all these events. That he well, that was just the joke because yeah. he keeps he always makes models in every movie and he's got the whole, sorry, this isn't to scale, la, la, la. <laughs> Yeah, he's a very detail-oriented guy. I mean, that's, I think, my biggest issue, really, with Back to the Future, I'd say two and three, are the reason they're time-traveling is 
I mean, the purpose is just the. Well, you got to make a sequel. It's unimportant, right? Because it's like, okay, in, in part two, it's like, we got to go to the future because your son gets arrested. It's like, well, we got fucking 30 years to the future. You know, I can handle it later or you can tell me what day to whatever there's no reason to time travel and then this is like well doc's gonna die on september 7th in 1885 it's like dude so go back you're talking to yeah. doc right now he knows now that something's gonna happen or he knows tell the, him now he knows the date that he accidentally all they gotta do now is is when they go back to 1955 uh, in part two, not to get fucking struck by lightning when flying the car in the fucking sky. He knows that now. So the reason for time travel is a little pointless, right? They're always a little like, it's like, hey, these guys are like a little self-serving. There's no reason to be fucking with time travel. But they're like, no, I just got to do it now because it will kind of appease my senses. Yeah. You know, yeah, just the thought, exciting, right? the thought that he can die. But it, it only appeases Marty's senses because Doc still has to wait that whole time. Yeah, and he can still reverse it. No matter how, okay, Marty could fucking go to the West and live through hell. But if that 1955 doc just decides, eh, maybe I won't make a time machine. It seems like a lot of trouble. <laughs> then that whole adventure would be for nothing. You know what I mean? That 1955 doc is the answer to every single problem in the Back to the Future universe. Uh, Travis. You, know, yep. you just got to go back in time and be like, just do this, don't do that, do this, don't do that. And make sure you don't do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> but uh, would, would that make a, a uh, trilogy? That, first movie. that, that uh, wouldn't make a very uh, exciting movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, a, you know, it's like even, which is, you know, they even point this out, I think, in some of them. But it's amusing that you're talking about a movie that involves time travel where they're constantly running out of time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they're well, they always, always fighting the well, clock. Well, they always got to yeah. fuck up the DeLorean. Yeah. yeah. Every time they time travel, they fuck up the DeLorean. Every time, right? They time travel. Oh shit! Well, this just happened to the DeLorean. We better well, push it behind the side. The first we run of any technology is always shitty. <laughs> one, one and two are so similar because they like Marty gets to a point, you know, in time, and he the DeLorean gets fucked up, so he, he has to wait a week to get it fixed and to get out of there. But uh, part two, I think they have a little bit more freedom with it. They have a little bit more fun. With t- traveling through time, because right. I mean that's the one where you get to go through, you know, the future, the alternate present, the past. You get everything in that. One. I think that's why three always left me a little cold, right? Because two was like, okay, one, you had some time travel. Two, you had fucking major time travel going on. You yeah. were jumping back and forth all over the place. You went to alternate universes. You went, you know, to yes. what fucking what three different time zones? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Three is a western, not a time travel. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Three. They just wanted to get to, to the old west. They really did. Yeah. yeah. So Somebody- it's weird because it's a it's well it's not weird. I mean, you can totally see what they're doing as far as like it's. It's a love letter to Hollywood West. It's not yeah. like the actual, yes. you know, it's like, because we got to have your stagecoach or your train, the great train robbery, your high yeah. nights, yep. your sundown. You know, it's like, there's got to be Indians. It's Monument Valley. Yeah. yeah, they're just piling it on. It's like, these are the things that we saw in Westerns and loved. But, the, you know, it's like I'm sitting there watching it. I'm like, this is kind of cool because what they're doing is they're remaking a Western, right? Kind of. Yeah. But because you have these characters that you've developed in other movies, you can stick them in the Western, and now it's all new again. You're ripping stuff off or, you know, paying homage to stuff, but it's fresh because you've but, got Doc and Marty. But you're really just yes. doing Back to the Future in it, because it's yeah. like, 
I mean, really, <clears throat> this movie is just mirror scenes of the yeah. first movie. Yes. You know, the yeah. whole yeah. lot. The whole, like, oh, Marty hit his head, and now, you know, fucking Leah Thompson, for some reason, that is his yeah. his ancestor's wife. It's like, what the fuck was there? That's that's always been kind of strange. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, weird. I mean... Why is she part of the uh, lineage of the McFly family if she's... Well, the McFly's the, have certain proclivities to certain women. Yeah. yeah she should look... It should be Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover. Like, there's certain characteristics to, uh, that McFly men like, yes. and they <laughs> happen to keep finding it over the years. Well, I guess it's I can buy that. Too. Like, when I'm I'll looking at it. this, I don't know if I'm looking at, at these Genetically, movies wrong. Genetically, they're... Uh, but, well, certain, I get what you guys are saying, because this is like the actual like the function of the story that we're supposed to get wrapped up in. You know, It's like, well, so why are these people... And I'm looking at it like, well, you know, they were making a movie, and they were like, you know, we want to keep the whole game together. We didn't have anything else for Leah Thompson to do, so we'll put her sure. in this, you know, just to yeah. keep, like, the family together yeah. that's that's gone through these movies. Because, I mean, basically, I mean, well, I was going to say these are comedies, right? Where the rules of logic are fast, and the effect fast of, the, of what's humorous or what's fun outweighs... Yeah. Know, the cold, hard science. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, yeah. The logic of the thing. And that, you know, that very well could, could be true, but poor Jennifer, they left her on the uh, stoop. Like, as soon as part two happened, they she knocked done. her out, yeah. and she's done for the rest of the film. So but she they just, still like, bring her back. There's still closure to that, oh, yeah. that, that bit. She yeah. still gets an appearance in the third. You know, it's like everybody who's in the uh, movie all, number yeah. one, right? Well, I mean, Except different actresses. Yeah, and Crispin Glover. But well, his character No, but he's, he's a, what, is he in two? He's in two, right? No. In the window? They had a look-alike yeah, guy. No, in, well, they, they use footage. Yeah, they use footage. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. get your damn hands off her. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah, true. true. <laughs> and they get sued. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a whole Are you okay? But no, yeah, I, I definitely, I, I think that, like, the, uh, like part three more than any of the other films i think that it's having fun is the most important thing um because like travis when you're watching it i think you hit it the nail on the head um it is like a looney tunes cartoon <laughs> it's a lot of this I, I think that it is the funniest of the three films i think that there is the least at stake yeah in these three yeah films. there's nothing at stake um uh, but like like there's moments that are just like cartoonish and hilarious, and I, I think I, I like it. Doc getting um, drunk. Doc getting the drunk whole thing is a cartoon. Is, yeah, that's yeah. that's the that is one. a fucking Bugs just, Bunny just, cartoon. Just right minus there. the steam coming out of his ears. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, even that's putting the, the headlamp on with Copernicus. Or yeah, whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when they show that, it's like okay. I mean, this is you know, yeah. <laughs> that's a visual <laughs> joke. Heavy, right there. Yeah, they're having a good time with it. Definitely. Well, I think part of it is like they're trying to rekindle the magic of the first one, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're trying to keep alive the sense of awe, wonder, and fun, and you know that you had the first time through by creating, I guess, the mirror. Well, is this? <clears throat> I was going to say the mirror scenes. It mirrors the you, first. You, yeah, movie. You got that's the, the function of a trilogy, right? The third chapter is always I'm in Star Wars. They go back to the fucking yeah, Death but Star. This you is know? like <laughs> this is straight up like okay, yeah. so Marty has to shoot a gun because that's what he does in all the movies, right? He shoots like a video game gun thing, right? Did so, he do that in the first one? Did he do it in the first? Is that one? introduced in the, first one? Or was no, it the no. second one? No, the, the the through line for that is the bulletproof vest. All three of them have the bulletproof vest. 
Or when he what? goes back, yeah, when he goes yeah. to the... Doc has a bulletproof vest. It's in part oh, two with the and, Eastwood movie. Yeah, d- yeah. And then he does it in part three. The video it. game. Doesn't he go to the fifth? No. No, I don't does, think he does the video the game in the future. first one. The future I, diner. Man, I thought he does, though. Yeah. Well, no, it seems like right. it because he's yeah, in maybe Cafe you're right. 80s. So yeah, it maybe you're right. Like maybe he doesn't know. But so they mirror, they, so they, yeah, they mirror the, the shooting thing. Yeah. They mirror the... Uh, well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things in the second and the third one that they mirror because, you know, like those were afterthoughts. Well, yeah, but some but, of those, don't, well, maybe they're mirrors. They feel like it's a setup and a, pay, a, setup well, and a payoff between the, episodes two and between three. Between two and three, yes. Because yeah. they set, you know... They set up like, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, but they, they gave the Marty... Yeah, the whole chicken thing, yeah. they gave him a character... Flaw that you know ends up resolving at the very end of of three in two like yeah. that's where they invented you know what we're gonna but like they hammered do. it yeah. in this movie it's like here's a problem he's had for two movies that have always led to like adventures and then in this movie I just felt like they had nothing else to do but to have the characters be like oh you know Marty I once had an uncle your uncle or your my brother Martin he uh. He had the same anger problem as you. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Is this like fuck? The chicken thing in the first one at all? No, not at all. That's what I thought. I don't and think he hit the you first one's not the chicken. It's there's nothing for the chicken thing. In the really? First. Really? Yeah, nothing. No. And that's what does that say oh, about shit. the character, like of Marty? Like the first one, dare I say, uh, it's not that rounded of a character because he doesn't actually go no. through any sort of change or arc. But there's, I thought every single time Biff. Was uh, messing with Marty in the cafe in the fifties? Doesn't he call him chicken in the whole deal? Nope, not fuck, not man? in the not in the first one. Marty has is. no problem with it whatsoever. Because <laughs> he goes in there after George. Yeah, and Marty, he's just like, trying to help out his dad. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Yeah, that's what. Because I was thinking, like, yeah, they, that was all invented, like for the second movie to yeah. pay off in the third movie. Yeah, oh. they they start that at the cafe eighties in the second film. It, I had a question actually before we started watching the movie that I asked Brett. It's like, are they trying to say that when Needles challenges him to a race at the end, is that where Marty was gonna like fuck up his that's guitar playing his hand? hand? Yeah. They should have like driven that home a little bit more. Like, I think yeah. that's the problem, right? You can't. I don't think you could pay things off in two separate movies. Like, there's just too long of a thing going on where they don't connect. It's like they do connect if you think about it. But in the actual viewing of the movie, they don't yeah. really connect. It seems obvious if you've watched an obscene amount of time. Or if you watch it back to back. If yeah. you watch two and three, sure. then it would seem really. But just on a cold watching of three, it's like, man, there's... there. Yeah. No, I, I can see that. Yeah. Well, yeah, because yeah, I can't recall, like, the first time I saw it, if I got that. I mean, I think I knew Flea's face, so I knew he was the same guy from the future. who was yeah. his boss. Yeah. I'm, I don't remember if I knew about the hand thing, but I knew that, you know, it's like that, you know, it's like, oh, you be called a chicken was the thing that like screwed up your life. And then at the end of the third movie that paid off, you got to see the moment and he fixed it. I think part two asks a lot of part three to answer, um, but it also, you know, they're basing it off of like part one being like this mega huge success. So I, I think I, I, this is just me, but I think that the writers are looking at it as uh, so we have this gigantic hit, bigger than Star Wars, bigger than you know whatever the biggest thing is at the time. So we're going to write next, the next two, and people are going to go with us no matter what we tell them. You know, I mean, like you you set up all this shit in part two, and then we're going to pay it off in part three. It doesn't matter how long it takes. If it's a year later, they're still going to be right there 
waiting for it and you know hungry for it. They're they gonna- just had to have too many characters like telling the character like, "Hey, this is what your end of the movie is going to be." You know, I'm just gonna, you know, they just had too much well, of that like. Because yeah. they, because I mean, this movie does like since they don't have a time travel problem because they're like, all right, let's get back to eighty five. Well, uh, you know, fucking Indians. The only time we see Indians, you know, somebody shot the goddamn fuel line or whatever the hell. Mm-hmm. And which <laughs> well, you could no, he ripped the fuel line, like driving over the rocks and everything, and going through that hole, going through no. driving through the valleys will rip the fuel line. I thought it was the arrow. Yeah, I thought it was the arrow, but maybe you're right. Yeah. I think no, it's because yeah. the terrain he's driving over. He rips underneath oh. the fuel line, and that's where it's leaking. Yeah, I always thought early on viewings, like when I was younger, I always thought like, "What? It's the air? Did the Indian shoot it?" But no, yeah. it's like the terrain. I mm-hmm. realized later because he he's driving over some big shit. Drove over that. Yeah. He drove over it and ripped it out. Uh, well, it sets up so many. I mean, you know, I mean, if you're just looking at it from a structure point of view, right? Like all the moments that you have to hit along the way, how it mirrors that first movie. The time tra- the the time vehicle is. Out of commission for yeah. some some malfunction. The, no plutonium. The chase in the town circle, yep, or some the, sort waking of waking up in yeah. Lorraine's bed. Waking up in Lorraine's bed, yeah. doing the you're right here at home and wherever. On the McFly farm. Nineteen fifty five. Yeah, the scene where uh, you're in Doc's lab and a woman comes to the door and you have to cover the time machine. <laughs> yeah, it oh, happens a lot. I think that was what's interesting about it. It's like the the thing that made it still interesting to me was the flip of the Marty and Doc relationship yes. in the third one because I mean they go so far as to swap lines at one point where yeah, Great Scott, this is heavy. Yeah, and, you know it's like. And now, in the first one, it's Marty is trying to, you know, he's got this girl attracted to him, and he's trying to repel her, because it's his mom, Well, right? Doc is and George, one, right? Doc, Doc takes the place of George McFly in part three. In part three? Yeah, because Marty is like, I, for some fucking dumb reason, I, like, this is a, I don't know uh, why, like, because they know, like, oh, his tombstone says, uh, beloved Clara, and you're going to die in seven days, and for some reason... But well, it would have been easier if Clara was just a character already, like he was seeing. He was already dating or something. Was just like I don't know any Clara, and then yeah. he has to like it's it's just like such a rushed love story to me, right? It's like oh my god, we got seven days. Well, he's gonna, and he has to make a a, a line about how I don't believe in love at first sight or something like that. So of course, right. so I'm a scientist. Yeah. Yeah. But see, but that's why I like it. It's it's setting up the character of Doc in a way that we haven't seen in the yeah, other two movies. Yeah, this is his movie. Yeah, because yeah. in the other two movies, I mean, you know, we always think of them as Doc and Marty. But, you know, I mean, I guess in the f- first one, I mean, you're getting... Doc is exposition. Getting, yeah, but you're, you're finding out stuff about him by seeing him in his 1955 element, right? Like, that's somehow giving backstory to the guy that you met at the beginning of the movie because you're seeing who he was before he became... It's yeah. that weird foreknowledge thing, right? Yeah. And somehow you're building the character after the fact by showing you, you know, right. who he was before he became who you met him as. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But in this, he just talks about Jules Verne. I mean, that's his character. He likes Jules Verne. He's in love. I, 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 but it's I, just like... I think there's more to his... The, the thing I think that... Like, watching this movie tonight, because, again, it's been a while since I've seen this, but I'm like, the thing that I took away about Doc, aside from the fact that he can build anything, like, in the world's smallest <laughs> yeah. amount of time. Except for a fuel line. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he <laughs> was made to be living in that 
period of time. He is in his element because, like, he knows how to behave in 1885 at the fair when he meets Clara. Like, just the way that he presents himself is, like, this is who this guy is. This is who this guy has always been. He's a misfit in 1985, you know, crazy doctor or whatever, and even in 1955. But in 1885, like, this is who this guy is. And, you know, you were even saying at the end when they're crawling over the train, it's like, the doc just knows how to do this stuff. It's like suddenly he's a man of action. Because yeah, Marty's stumbling, running on a train, and Doc's just like, yeah. "Come on, Marty, keep up! Yeah. I'm fucking seventy, and I can." One of the greatest. I've been seventy shots for seventy years. In a cinematic history, is when Doc, when you first see Doc in the Old West, and he steps up, and like the sunlight is behind him, you know, so he's kind of silhouetted, and he's got the big trench coat on, and he's got <laughs> yeah. fucking hand. <laughs> looks like he's from like Wild Wild West. Yeah, Dude. and he just steps up, and it's like it's just like he's just in his element. He's steampunk. Doc Brown is steampunk. <laughs> Doc Brown invented <laughs> steampunk. <laughs> if you look at that train at the end, that's all I was thinking was steampunk. That yep. thing is so steampunk. But also, I think that uh, it's one of the greatest. I mean, I, like I love Biff as you know, 1955 or Griff or whatever. But Tom Wilson is the best actor in this series. Oh, he's amazing. He's, he's absolutely he's amazing. amazing. Wait, yeah. are we saying he's the best actor? or yeah. it's Well, because we have evidence of him in the same movie playing a bunch of different <laughs> like parts. Four, like, That's I why. Mean, how many... He because. plays the same guy, but different variations in, of his ancest, ancestry and, like... And he plays one guy, but in three different multiverses. He plays... Mean normal Biff from from uh, nineteen eighty five. He plays fucking young Biff from fifty five. He plays uh, pathetic works for George McFly well, hi, Biff. Yeah, yeah. I'm just putting oh, the second coat on now. Three. There's there's normal mean Biff, super evil mean Biff, and from then Biff World. weak Biff. All from nineteen eighty five. Like three versions. Yeah, of that's true. Yeah. There's so many different versions. And he plays them all differently. Yeah. I mean, he, that guy's a genius. They're they're different and they're familiar at yeah, the same of course. time. I mean, like it's it's Biff, but it's different enough to where it's like when it's Griff, you know it's Griff, and when it's fucking Mad Dog Tannen, you know it's Mad. <laughs> yeah. Well, this but, one. Well, go ahead. Sorry. Well, that's that's really well. This one felt like it was the most removed from Biff. Like it's still Biff, obviously. I mean, yeah. you can tell, you know. But the first you're looking at him, you're like, it doesn't even look like him. And his mannerisms yeah. are so far removed from other. Got that hunch, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's a thing, yeah. Like, like you were saying uh, about like Doc being in this element. Um, I think that Biff or Biff. Mad, Mad Dog's Tom Wilson is in his element. Know. Like in this, the the first scene when you see him too, you know. I mean, when he walks into that tavern or the bar, like he is just totally like all like Wild West all the way. I buy it. Well, shortly after that, there's the scene where he's like going to rope uh, Marty. And just watching that guy doing it, it's like, this guy's been fucking doing that all his life. And you're like, okay, wait, wait, wait. Uh, Now, this actor clearly had to have trained to do this. But when you're watching him do it, it's like, this is what I do. I fucking go and I fucking lasso guys on horseback. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Give the Academy Awards one. Best part is when after he shoots Marty, he's like, Oh, he starts bowing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that that was bad. Dude. That was so bad. Was that like body language, like part of yeah, the, any other movies? Yeah. Well, no, not that no, body I, language. That's the thing. I think it's 
different. I think it's like totally different in He's this film. He's genius. It's, <laughs> like you, you still, you know, like it's an ancestor of Biff right. just based on like, you know, I mean, obviously it's the same actor, but like just something about it, like yeah. the character, like he still gets the character of Biff, but, but he he's changes able it up to, yeah. Per character, per movie. Like Griff is like Biff on constant mm-hmm. cocaine. Yeah. Steroids. Like just that high like, energy. Ah. Like what does he say? His implants, his implants, his bionic implants, his bionic implants. Yeah, his bionic implants are circuited. Yeah, and he's got that nervous like hunt. He's got the hunch again, but it's more of a oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of that meek, that meekness to him when he's uh, 1985. Yeah, which is just like which a is great, brilliant comedian. You can't like pick your favorite version of him. Yeah, I like so much I to like, like 2015 pathetic Griff. The <laughs> The 1985? No, no, oh, it's 2015. Where, yeah, Gramps with the, uh, oh, the little. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Like the fly! Like the fly. <laughs> yeah, before he disappears in yeah, a deleted just, scene. No, right. Deleted yeah. scenes. Uh, yeah, no, uh, I think that, like, I've always been a fan of Biff. It's funny, though, that like, Tom Wilson, like, now he. Not that he does is. nothing. He's not well. He's not ashamed of the movies, but I think he's so fed up with the fans. I'm sure, he's tired of it. That he <laughs> he has he actually has a business card with all these facts about Back to the Future and what he did that he just hands people like <laughs> fans so that he doesn't have to explain to them and answer their questions. Because I sure. think that he's he's moved on as anyone should. I mean, what it was the ninety one ninety was the last yeah. one. I mean. God damn it's funny. Yeah, but come on. What? Thirty years? How how often do you give a 20, performance 35. that people are gonna remember for like fifty to hundred years? No, twenty five. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I was listening to the interview with uh, Larry Zerner from Friday the thirteenth, part three. Uh, like they're interviewing him, right? And he's like, Yeah, I was thinking about this. I'm like, I got this rare moment, never did anything else. But he was in this one movie. And he gave Jason this hockey mask, and he's like, he's like for fifty years or whatever, yeah. he's going to be that guy. Yeah, he's been eating out on that for <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's sometimes you just catch lightning in a bottle, or you get lucky. I guess yeah. as an actor, and you're in those product projects like Back to the Future. That like, you know, that thing is an important, you know, movie well, yeah. to a lot of people. You know, I mean, this year will be especially. for I mean, a long yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, it's all over after this year. Well, I admit this is the crest. Like after this, it's going to go downhill. Right, and I, I, I get so, it. I get it. But <laughs> then we'll just build a time machine. We'll go back. I mean, but really, I mean, okay, I can understand seeing Doc as a care. I get it, all that good stuff. But really, come on. I mean, it is a two dimensional love story. I mean, the main plot of this movie is a, a really just come on. It's just a they've had that script sitting on their desk for like. I mean, it's not even... It's just such a simple fucking love story that it's just... I don't know, boggle... I mean, the first two Back to the Future movies, it was nonstop time travel, and we got shit to do. We need to get this. Oh, my God, I missed it. I could, you know... We need to not get caught by this guy. We need. I mean, constant moving, sneaking around, yeah. constant go, go, go. Yeah. No time for a fucking cheesy love story. I mean... No time for love, don't you Yeah, know? dude. It was just... I mean, to me, it was just... It was action-packed, right? And you got your little sci-fi, like, fucking... This movie, all you have is... Yeah, I get it. You have this chance to, like, get to know Doc, and he's got this... Just this fucking... To me, it's a wretched love story. It's so unforgivable. It it actually brings, like, a love story into Back to the Future. Because I guess, like, in the first one, it's like... Huh? Yeah, George. 
Yeah, I know, but he's not like your main. It's not like it, Marty's not falling in love. Marty in, doesn't in get to yeah, but, kiss Jennifer till the end of the third one. Yeah, I mean Jennifer kind of pops. But it's kind of out of like, genre. Yeah, it's out of genre. Like we don't need a love story. We just don't. They had nothing else to do, and the whole idea behind this movie is to basically get a you know a DeLorean pushed by a train. Well, I mean, that's was, the whole point of this movie, right? It was Push really it on in the <clears throat> trilogies, and I think that <clears throat> I think that uh, the idea of uh, having a third one, like I almost think that the third one is almost like a celebration, or like it's the resolution. Like if you have, you know, your your action, your climax, and your resolution. Like the third one is almost just like the crew, cast and crew and <laughs> filmmakers being like. Hey, uh, yeah, we're just gonna give Doc this love story because you know we, we want to have fun. Like it's, it's not. I, I don't know. I mean, now like you see it, like like the third one is like, if any sort of trilogy or whatever, you know. I mean, like they have like twelve films of everything that you're gonna watch now. But um, I think that it's just celebrating the idea that we made these three films and. The well, last you, one doesn't matter maybe as much as we far as We could have got on the plot. hoverboard at least, like, once or twice in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we want to have fun. <laughs> Some of it isn't that you have to do, like, you can't just keep making the same movie multiple times, right? So mm-hmm. it's like you have to change it up, mix it up, add new ingredients, a new uh, main character, and Clara, in this one, for instance, to try and keep the, you know, the yeah. stew the ingredients around a little bit, because it's like... I mean, as you guys are saying, it's like you did the the time travel movie I just think in the they, second one. They went to the future. They went back into the the, the past. Yeah. They went to the modern day. It's like, okay, so where do you go? And then I guess it's just because you know the guys who wrote it were like, you know, we've always loved westerns. I mean, it could yeah. have been that they yeah. wanted to go. Well, I guess you can't go to like medieval England or Victoria, Victorian era London. <laughs> you got to stay in America, right? Yeah, we didn't want to go to the the East Coast, and it's oh, like here's you know George Washington times and yeah. the Revolutionary War. Jesus, so said the, this <laughs> had to be the cheapest of all the Back to the Future movies. It had to be. I don't know, man. Well, they very built, little special effects, but they built, built that, that whole set. Yeah. And even like I, I like the visual effects because you see so many uh, moments. Like even there's a moment where. Michael J. Fox hands a baby to Michael J. Fox, and it's like it's it's an optical, but yeah, because somebody it's passes fucking... in front of the camera to trade off. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, no. exactly. Bzz, bzz. Okay, <laughs> no wonder why we're having problems. <laughs> Technical difficulties, but I mean, it's not. Uh, you know, I mean, it's it's not like a in-your-face effect, but it's still a special effect, and I think that that's something that. Uh, Robert Zemeckis does all the time, I think, in his films, you know, I mean, like, he'll, he'll, he'll use, uh, special effects in a way that, like, they don't call attention to themselves. He does it a lot in, like, Forrest Gump or Castaway, stuff like that. I'm not gonna get in my Robert Zemeckis. I'm just glad he doesn't like George Lucas' shit, because I'm sure now, this many years yeah. later, he oh, could go back oh, and yeah. soften those edges for the, some of those transitions. Yeah, and, oh, yeah, but that's a... part of the magic at this point. Like, that's the shit you remember. She's like, oh yeah, there's that little camera trick, but that's how they hand that shit off. When it's done, it's done. Like, that's, that's one of the things I respect about the guy. Like, he is just like, he's finished with it, you know? I mean, as far as the stuff they directs, I mean, that's another reason why you'll never see a, Back to the Future Part 4, as long as he's alive. Like, he still, to this day, like, there's a documentary, and he talks about it, how it's one of the <clears throat> most, like, Back to the Future 
I think maybe he's talking about the first one, but maybe the whole series is one of the most interesting movies he's ever made in his entire career. And he talks about that in the documentary. And it's not just fanfare. It's, you know, like he's serious about it, I believe. And he's sincere. <laughs> he's, he's got you bought hook, light, and sinker. <laughs> Buy our comic book. Buy our... I, I'm, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure I'm biased, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he loves it. <laughs> but he, he says that, you know, and I think that that's more than you can say for, like, somebody like James Cameron who shows up on an interview about Terminator Genesis and says, hey, well, I was really happy that they showed parts of my movie and then they made it new. Once yeah. again, I'm sure it's it's something you treasure. You're like, Terminator, and James Cameron's like, whatever, you know, like, he's, yeah. I shit out of Terminator. Sucking. I don't give a shit. Fuck that. Yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, the fan base. Like, <laughs> you fall in love with this stuff and, like, the creators are like, it's yeah, nothing. It paid the rent, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? I loved it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, like... I think we just figured out the plot of, uh... What is it? Prometheus? <laughs> <laughs> I think we just nailed it. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> well, I mean, okay, so Claire is the new character in yeah. this movie. Uh, you know, I don't know if I... I mean, I, I know what you're saying about, like, the, the love story feels... <laughs> I think it's there. She loves Doc. Well, and, I know that. And part of it is because I think I think Mary Steenburge and it's the way that she well, plays. God bless it. her. It's like you know you <laughs> like her, so yeah. you like the character because she's playing it. I guess you know maybe more so than how they're sure. drawing the character. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? She's just a likable actress. Yeah. Like hundred yeah. percent. And they, they like they got her in her prime. I mean like. Yes, yeah. you know. I mean, maybe like there's other films, but like this one is for me. Like, and I, I kind of liked how they tried to go for that whole like, oh, I'm a, you know, I'm a woman of modern sciences. That way, Doc had a little something. Yeah, but you know, it was a scene. That's the first big talking <laughs> female nerd that he's ever met in his life. Apparently, yeah. he, I don't get the impression. Way, that's my problem with this. Is if a fucking dude creates time machine, <laughs> he should be so fucking nerdy. He shouldn't be able to talk to a woman no matter what time it is, no matter what year it is. He should be so socially inept. I almost could have bought this. Like, I could have bought a Doc Love story if it was almost like an Ebenezer Scrooge. If it was the girl he left to get more into science, you know. Oh, if you know, if I would have stayed with that girl instead of going to this college or something, I could have bought that more than just like a. I'm gonna die in seven days. I don't know who this Clara girl is, madam. You know, I'll rescue you off the fucking. It was just like, eh. So now we gotta fall in love in like two minutes. Yeah, I think again, Doc's in his element, though. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's, I think he's, I, I can yeah. socially, he is, yeah, he is socially inept in 1985. Yeah, <laughs> completely yes. smarter than everybody, not just. Like, yeah, I think that's <laughs> what gives him the edge, right? It's like back in in 1885. It's like he's you know he's a lot more confident because he knows mm-hmm. the you world. Know, I mean, because even when we first meet him, that's a very you know char- 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 characteristically different Doc. Very than much, we've yes. seen in the other movies, coming in there and yelling at with a gun. Yeah, yelling at, at Biff, basically. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, like because yeah. he's Marty. I mean, he had to take the role. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's why. I don't know. Yeah, I got. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, really, what do you do with the third movie? You know, if you've already, know, yeah. If, well, it's, okay. It's, I mean, they did. Compared like, to other third movies, back that back. Even if we're not talking plot wise. 
What more do you do with the character of Marty McFly in a third movie that you haven't explored by the time you get to the end? He should have had to save Jennifer. I don't know. Well, <laughs> like, yeah, well, Jennifer I mean, lost in time. If we're all being grown-ups about it, like, the character of Marty isn't, there's not much there to begin with. So, like, I mean, like, the fact that they, they do build... He the, plays rock and roll. He, uh, he plays... <laughs> he plays rock and roll. He drinks roll. Pepsi. Yeah, Pepsi he, products. He facilitates yeah. his parents getting back together, even though he's the one that, you know, basically separated them. He's... he's a, <laughs> He's a pretty face, right? He's in the first one. Kind of self absorbed, right? He's self absorbed. Sure. The only reason he wants to get his parents back together he's, is because without that, he doesn't exist. He, well, well, he, he needs like, the truck. I got to say, he needs the truck to go to the lake that weekend. That's the whole reason he time travels, <laughs> is he needs a fucking car to go to the lake. <laughs> but yeah, he's, he is intensely loyal to Doc. I would say he's intensely loyal to Jennifer, and he is a very parents. he's very much an '80s teenager, which you need that to like to juxtapose the '50s. Here's a good know. fucking question: By the end of three, how old is Marty <laughs> versus how old everybody thinks he is? Right. Well, I think it's like what is it? Like, like a couple weeks, four weeks, three weeks? Yeah, it's not that much. Like that. Is it? Yeah, it's not yeah, that big. It's, time no, actually, it's not a lot. It's not as much as you think. It's like a month. It's like a month older. Uh, believe me, I've gotten on fights on Facebook with. <laughs> Fights. Back to the Future nerds. Oh about no! This. I'd like to I, figure I, that I, out. How many weeks or how many months he was gone? You know, I, I get I get in fights about like uh, so. At the end of the first film, fights. I can't believe I'm talking about this. Uh, <laughs> at the end of the first film, when he Marty goes back and it's the next day, and he's like, "Yeah, Dave, what are you wearing? Yeah, I always wear a suit to the office, and I got the truck." And Biff is there. Well, then at the end of the third film. Doesn't he go back to that same day? Isn't that the same day? Because October was it October seventh? October twenty seventh. October twenty seventh. But if you speak to certain individuals online, they say it's October twenty eighth. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got that wrong. It's October twenty seventh, and I think it's probably. Oh, all right, we got to cut this. Like the morning October twenty fifth, right? Yeah, it's, they put Jennifer to bed. But yeah. It's the, the night that he went... No, it's the day... Okay. So... <laughs> it's the day he came back in part one. Like, he opened the truck, or he opened the uh, yes. garage door to the see the truck, then Doc pulls up. Which is October 26th, which is the same day he went back in time, because he went back in time at, like, 1 a.m. or something, or 2... one That something. morning. That morning. Yeah. So it should still be the same day, right? October 26th. That's what I always well, thought it was. Not October yeah, 26th. They take... But they want to like. I think when they come back from Back to the Future Two, when they come back from alternate nineteen or the future, yeah, you think, alternate nineteen eighty five. That's the night of that day. So you think that okay. that think still plays out that day? Yeah, I think. Well, I think they just whatever they you know. Yeah, right. They, because they, they do wake up Jennifer on her come back at night. Right. But yeah. the thing that gets me is so like she'd be like, "How the f- I was in bed? How the fuck did I get on the board?" <laughs> but at, at the end of the third one, like Biff is still waxing the cars like he was the day before. Then, right? He waxes I mean, every day. He just is yeah, there every day. day. <laughs> it's never technically been, it's yeah. never been taken. Okay. Like they keep coming back to it, but the truck's still been in the garage. Like, yeah. It's never taken. Well, yeah, because their, their plan was always to take the truck right. out. And if it's the twenty seventh, which it is in the third movie, that he does go back. Yeah. It's like. It, Almost gives them clearance to not run into anything else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it kind of gives them space to be like, all right, just to make sure everything's correct. Just to go a little bit farther. Clear it. Yeah, just to clear it. 
I suppose I will. I, it's it's hard for me to allow. I'd have it. to look at it. I, I know. I know that's what it is. I'm I know. just going off because I don't know what. I, and it's because he needs Doc at like what three movie. in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what the dates were for the other movies. Yeah, so I'm yeah. just going look. based off that. No, no, and you're right. I mean, like in at the end of this film, like the time circuits say October 27th. Yeah. Like I was watching for, it, and they do say, and in, in the first film and the second or whatever they show, it's October 26th, and I just think that. It would make more sense if it was October twenty sixth to like to tie a bow on the whole you know like circular like time travel thing. If he went back to the same time that you know like Doc showed up and picked him up at the end of the first one, like that would be right. Cool but me. if they uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm just uh, if if he goes back to if he went back to the same time each time, wouldn't he? Run into himself? Run into himself? Because that's a constant point in time he, that they he would, keep he going should back just, to. He should be leaving <laughs> Right, he would show up again just afterwards. as his leaves. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, they made it the 27th just to make sure just they to, were past all those times time. him going back. That's yeah. my guess for it. Yeah, that makes just sense. Just to be sure. Yeah. Because yeah. he's gone for a day, what are you going to do? Yeah. And nobody, he doesn't need to be in a position to meet anybody. Like, Jennifer's not going to show up in the third one. Right. They already know where she is, right. so he doesn't have to be at the garage for her to walk up and be like, "Hey, stranger." Yeah, like he doesn't have to be there for that. Yeah, because she's already on the thing, so that doesn't have to meet. He doesn't have to see his parents at any certain point. Like twenty seventh yeah. works technically. So an alternate nineteen eighty five. What day did they go back to? They went back to October twenty sixth. Ah, so I don't know, you have to go back. I almost like still down. Don't buy the idea that you can go into a different universe, leave somebody on the porch, erase that universe, and th- that person will well. still be on their porch. <laughs> I just don't fucking buy that. And for how many days is she going to be on that porch? Yeah. Because, like, Doc's like, he can come back in the morning and wake her up, and she'll think it's all a dream. Yeah. But if uh, 24 hours go by, she's going to wake up at some point and be like, hey, hell is going on? She's she not so shocked, sir. You're always going to come back before she wakes up. So okay, so the, the, okay, so alternate nineteen eighty five must have been it's October twenty seventh, or, or close he's enough, wearing or like twenty sixth night, and they go back twenty yeah. sixth morning. This he's is wearing a complete cowboy getup, and she's talking to him like, "Was it a dream? A time machine?" It's like, <laughs> look at his fucking clothes, lady. <laughs> and then she knows I know it's style. close to Halloween, but it's not Halloween. <laughs> she's pulling shit out of her pocket. This fact said Marty was fired. And I think she's got it by then, though. Yeah, right. If you have the fucking thing from your dream, that's like when the giant train shows up. Well, when he says, "Hey, that's the place where we we're gonna live someday," I think like that puts it in her head that like, "Oh crap, he was there." Yeah, this wasn't. Why are you dressed like that? That is, he explained that. And you know how do you fucking kill a Back to the Future series? Like even as a child, I was just like. Destroying the fucking DeLorean. That's intense when you see that in this movie. That's yeah. sad. Like, I don't like how you... This is not how <laughs> yeah. you end a movie. Oh, <laughs> you don't it, kill the fucking... Like, oh. You yeah. just don't do that. You don't kill it. Yeah. It's yeah. One of those, Even this time seeing it, it was like, Jesus Christ, that's harsh. Because that's you know harsh. what it does? It kills you. Because you, It does, because you watch these movies, and you imagine time traveling in the DeLorean. 
That's the, I mean, like, if I went back to the, if I went and traveled in time and everything, and, you know, you see it, and you're like, I did that in the DeLorean, and then they destroy it right in front of you. Like that, yeah. you imagining finality to be, it. being able to do that is destroyed when they destroy the DeLorean. It's like, well, it doesn't exist anymore. He walks up to the fucking yeah. time display in the flux capacitor, like, like guys like Johnny last, Five like, yeah. like, laying on the sidewalk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just hate that. It's just like, Fuckers! It's, it's, it's sad. It's just like, like oh. bullshit. Because okay, Marty should really just have like a boring rest of his life, right? Mm-hmm. He had this little he like becomes a rock star, right? <laughs> Do you think so? Well, he's got to use some right, yeah. Maybe he's got. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe he writes that song. Or maybe Power Love. Right. <laughs> or, you know, he's he ends up being he grows up to be Huey Lewis, writes Back in Time and everything. Yeah, yeah. because in the first one he did play Power Love, right? Right. At the so he becomes. Marty becomes Shuey Lewis. Lewis. That is well, his Huey destiny. Lewis. He's playing that song because he heard it on the radio. Right. Oh, yeah? You think? It's destiny, though. Well, I don't know. It's playing in Flea's or Needle's car. Oh. Yeah. So well, it is a popular song at yeah. the time. But the thing that bugs me about the ending to this movie is that they couldn't just leave uh, Doc Brown and Clara no, having couldn't. a happy ending in 1885. The fact that they had to bring them back... That feels like the one step too far, almost. So it's like... The man who wanted to destroy the time machine... Right. Built a new one. It runs on steam. And built a new re- one. It's only. In 1885, it he turns like, a locomotive into a time machine. It looks yeah. like the uh, yeah. I mean, Captain plenty, Nemo ship right. from twenty. the Disney 20,000 Leagues on the Sea has the same like ridges all over it. Now, he yeah. had plenty kind of time because he's got two kids, which are about eight and six, I'm yeah. going to say. So oh, Jules and Vern. Yeah, so he had plenty Jesus. of time to figure it out, and yeah. Doc's a smart guy, so... There's it that. runs on steam. It runs on steam. But but one, but isn't that brilliant? One line of dialogue. It runs on steam. <laughs> like, that's it. That's all you need. Somehow explain. It's like, well, he built the first one. Oh, I guess that makes sense. One. It runs yeah. on plutonium. Well, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you get a gigawatt. <laughs> but, like, our fans would be but upset then he gives him the picture. if we didn't talk about the scene with... John, you mentioned Jules and Vern. Yeah, I saw uh, it during this. There's an infamous scene in the background where, I don't know if it's Jules or Vern, but one of the kids... Vern. It's, is it Vern? Yes. He's motioning with his hand, like, come to me, like, almost like he's motioning to a crew member. Mm-hmm. Then he points to his crotch, he basically. Um, and, like, that... What? That, that it's scene, over... Over Doc's shoulder. This yeah. has become an internet meme. The kids yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And once you've seen this, it ruins the movie because you can't see anything else at that point in time. <laughs> Pretty as bad. attested by this conversation that we're having. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's like you're looking at that and you're like, that kid really needs to pee. Because he's looking at somebody over and he's, like, waiting for this fucking take to end. I mean, you can, like, really? see it on his face. Yeah. And he's like... <laughs> yeah. yeah, he, he motions somebody, like, waving him in. And then points at his crotch, and it's like, you know, like, <laughs> it's funny. It's one of those wow. things. Battery's that, coming on to Jennifer. I We don't know. It, it, that could I be, would. That could very well be, too. I don't like Jennifer's wig in this movie. You'd come on there? I don't like Doc Brown's wig. Well, Doc Brown. Well, yeah. I don't like any of the wigs Brown. in this movie. I don't like <laughs> yeah. fucking Marty's, Marty's ancestor's mustache. <laughs> yeah. That fucking thing looks ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, they didn't the even spend money on the face. mustaches. <laughs> No. If yeah. if uh, Christmas Glover would have played ball and would have shown up wow. in the rest of the series, holy shit, would he have been Seamus McFly? Would well, that be the role for him? I don't know. I mean, that's what I was going to ask you guys. Like, did this, you know, did the the, the the closure of the third film in the trilogy answer all of the questions, or 
uh, I guess, did it, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Satisfied. Yeah, thank you. Did it satisfy you for the, you know, like the closure of the films? But like, I, I don't know if I can ask that because without Crispin Glover in the second two films, like, it could it could have been a totally different yeah who knows trilogy. what they would have written like yeah. It, yeah it would have been more Crispin Glover and George McFly heavy oh, you know, okay. I mean, for sure not to put a too big a pun on it yeah well <laughs> it did not go unnoticed but no yeah I I think that um I, I yeah, think it could have been different couldn't it? I think it would have been different I don't know if he would have been Marty's ancestor maybe but I think that it, like. I think that maybe uh, he would have had to stop his dad from getting killed back in the old west or something, or, or an ancestor. Or well, maybe I guess I don't know. I mean, I I don't think they would have put as much of a character arc on Marty because in the first one, Marty's the total sidekick. You know, it's George McFly's movie, and he's just Marty is there to guide him through it. I mean, obviously that's why they had to develop a whole chicken character flaw in Marty in the character just to get us through the next two films. And I see that, and I know that's uh, it's very, you know, I mean, it's as as a not not that I'm a but writer. How does he learn his lesson though? Because all he really does is put on bulletproof armor and then punch the shit out of. Bu- I mean, he doesn't like not like. <laughs> I mean, the whole point is to not get called out. Well, the moment. I mean, he, the moment is the truck what thing. He had to. Yeah. But in the West. He still fucking like well, follows were, through with what his ancestor is saying is wrong. But they were gonna kill the doc. Like he wouldn't have gone out there otherwise. Well, doc is the yeah, 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 they're not gonna kill the doc. Not because somebody called him out, because he had to. The moment he realizes it is when he's like, he's an asshole. You know, like he's an in asshole in the in, that's in the nineties. Right. That's a, I mean, that's a joke right it, there. Yeah. Right? <laughs> just just a dude. Well, I mean, fuck. The same joke was in, yeah, uh, what in part we, two. What are we? A couple of assholes. <laughs> when but, Marty McFly says asshole, that was hilarious. But if he hadn't learned that lesson, then he would have gone out there without the bulletproof vest, and he would have gotten shot. Well, he learned that from multi-universe Biff. Yeah, Angry yeah. Biff was watching uh, Fistful of uh, Dollars yes. in the jacuzzi, <laughs> and that's where Marty picked it up. Exactly. Uh-huh. I'm, yes, glad, I'm glad we talked about that before this podcast is over. I almost forgot that link. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're totally right, Travis. That that that's like that's the biggest link in the whole three the three films. But trilogy. you would forget that because they're two separate fucking. No, films. I remember. I remember remembering that. Well, when I saw that, it stands out. You're like. Well, when I saw the second movie, I knew they were going to the West in the third movie. For some reason, I knew there was a third movie. Because they were talking about, when you go to uh, uh, Multiverse's uh, Biff's Casino, that's the only place they talk about Mad Dog, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's like the little museum of Biff's or whatever the hell, and they talk about his outlaw ancestor. Yeah, but I mean like in the popular culture, there was an awareness that I had as a theater goer in 89 that that there was a part three that was was filmed in the, you know, it was a western that's going to be coming out like six months after this one. Part three is the first one I glimpsed on TV. I don't think I ever watched the whole thing before I saw the first one. Yeah. But I remember it being on, like, it's probably fucking USA at that point. But I remember all the Old West stuff. So that was the first one I experienced. Well, and, so uh, I knew it was coming, too. When you see that in the second one, you're just like, oh, yeah, because they mm-hmm. do that. Because, yeah. 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 You can go back and retroactively. It's like, I know yeah. this is going to, you got to remember this, because this is going to, six months from now, that's going to be important. <laughs> but it leads but, to one of the best, for me, one of the best parts in part three 
is when he starts, you know, he gets shot, he takes it off, he hits Viv. But then when he goes to punch him and the music comes in right at that point, yeah. like that for me is one of the greatest things yeah. I love about this movie. Uh, that, that's, that's a fun moment for me. Just... Yes. And then he keeps beating him up. I love that. Alan Silvestri. Gotta love that music. And the uh, and like you say, I mean, and Travis and everybody's talking about the bulletproof vest, but that's the like as far as I can tell. I mean, other than you know, like the props and the obvious factors of time travel and the DeLorean, um, the the bullet. Anything in the first one? He doesn't frisbee anything. Because he does in the no. second well, one. Because Marty one. has to invent stuff in history. That's the whole point of Marty. <laughs> Marty invents things in history. He invented rock and roll. He invented the frisbee. He invented roller. Uh, the, skateboard. the skateboard. skateboard. I mean, that's what Marty. That's the fun. I mean, that's, that's the fun of doing. That's time the thing travel. about these time travel movies. It's like that's how simplistically really Bob Gale and Zemeckis are thinking about this. Really, it's like dude's gonna go back in time and hook his mom up with his dad. Other than that, he's gonna create rock and roll. He's gonna, uh, you know, the whole list we just gave up, and he's got to continue doing that by creating the frisbee. You know what I want to see at the end of the third one? That I, I mean, obviously they don't show it, but uh, I would like to see a Emmett Brown refrigerator, or like a brown, a brown, brown, yeah, yeah, right, like Maytag, so, but brown yeah, refrigerator. Yeah, that'd be good. That would be nice. But no, bulletproof vests. That's the only thing that like all three have, like <laughs> bulletproof vests. Bulletproof vest. Like <laughs> time machine. Well, yeah, but I mean, I'm like the plot wise, the bulletproof vest is. That's it. That's oh it. my god, they found me. <laughs> I don't know how, but they found me. <laughs> Run, money! Well, uh, does that bring back to the future does, three right? to a close yeah, on the show? Should we all, uh, show? We all uh, I mean, yeah. maybe you can do it in your wrap ups, but I think this is a. Uh, I think this is a rankable series, and I would like to hear everybody rank. All right, I can do that. Ranks because there is some. uh, I think there's two, one, three. There you go. Two, one, one, three. Before the rapids. Well, I would go uh, one, three, two. I think I would go one, three, two, three, and two. I don't know. They they, explain it. You just rank now. Oh, one, three, two. Yep. All right. One, two, three. All right. Uh, so uh, we're going to have our final wrap-ups after we summon Igor for the mailbag. Oh, Jesus Christ, Igor. There you are right there. Masters! Masters, the mail! I've got the mail. So many letters. Our followers are rising. Rising. Thank you, Igor. This week uh, on, uh, and you can write to us too, on Facebook.com slash Saturday Night Free Show, or reach out to us on Twitter. We're at Sat Freak Show on Twitter. Uh, always a bag of laughs over there. Uh, Chris Huddleston writes in. This is about American Pop. He says, I've always thought it was a shame that animated movies for adults never took off in America. Uh, I've never been much of a fan of Japanese animation, but I do think it's cool that they make animated films in every genre. He thinks the closest thing that we've had to what was going on in the 70s and 80s, I'm assuming in animation, would be the animated superhero direct-to-video work DC and Warner Brothers are doing right now, and some of those are very good. Yeah, they definitely, I mean, they're getting pretty dark. Like, as a superhero fan, sometimes I'm like, Jesus Christ, I wouldn't want to show that to my kid. But, I mean, it's kind of cool as an adult, you know, seeing... You know, like PG-13. Yeah, usually all PG-13. PG-13 rating, which is something, I guess, right? I mean, they're superheroes. You expect them to be more... Kid or family friendly, right? But kids don't have money, so yeah, <laughs> they gotta. 
<laughs> I always wish after I saw heavy metal and the the B fifty two bomber uh, story, I always wanted a horror animation. You know, I always. Did you I'm see like, the Spawn animated series? Yeah, for HBO. Yeah, that, yeah, was, that was pretty, pretty good. That was like that was the closest I've seen to like something I would consider like R rated horror. Like, because you can't really. I don't think you can really be scary in animation. I don't know. I think you could be morbid. Not, I mean, like I, I've always thought some of the scenes in Yurisaka Doji are just—they're just fucked up, man. When, when all those like, all the naked girls run out in the hallway, the dude goes out there, they're all whatever, they're all torn apart in the hallway, and that one girl hangs upside down mm-hmm. and like laughs and then like throws up that monster. I mean, it's just like Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, it's just crazy. So I think you could be very. Disturbing yeah. in a cartoon, I think he could but, do yeah, that. but not yeah. scared. Right, I yeah. mean, the, the, the animation is, is suspense, the block. You know, building suspense to like something jumping out at somebody right. doesn't. At least I don't know. Well, because you're relating to it, because I mean, if it's animated, you know, yeah, it, there's it, that it, removal. It, it, of... It's a removal because horror plays on the fears of what you're actually afraid. Well, of. And it's harder to do when it's animated. I'd say most scares are really kind of. Bullshit tricks anyway, sure. right? It's just a loud noise. It's a fast edit. You know, it's mm. not shit that should scare you. Nothing to do with the story or whatever. It's just, bah, oh, fuck, you caught me. But if anybody would have fucking, like, jumped on me at that point in time, you know, not necessarily, you know, what's going on in the movie. Yeah. Just the fact that you clap yeah. your hands yeah. in front of me just because, you know. It's in Dolby Atmos. <laughs> you're talking about a Super loud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with a rumbling subwoofer. Yeah. Boom. You're going to do something. Uh, Nick Hammond writes in about Back to the Future Part 3. He says, the first one for me is the best. The second one was cool until it let me down, and I find out the Cubs really didn't win the World Series in 2015. Uh, Unhappy face. Is that what you call that emoji? I think it's crying. Crying face, okay. Uh, I've never really cared for the third movie, and I believe I'm not alone on that one. Nick, well. (laughs) Here, 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 here. (laughs) All right. So I guess the tables are split on that one. The family's divided. Um, yeah. But, I mean, like, I don't know. I agree with Nick, but the first one is definitely the best. The second one, like, hey, it was a joke, right? I mean, they're not going to, the Cubs are never going to win the World Series. Maybe, maybe <laughs> they will, but it was a pipe dream. But that was uh, a dig right there. Twenty one for like I, a bunch of Cub fans. I feel like every no nobody ever likes the third one. It's a pretty good western, right? Yeah. No, it's fucking horrible. We're gonna find uh, out. Yeah, I got a, I got a wrap up coming up here. <laughs> All right, so All right. guess what? Tonight I'm in the hot seat for starting uh, the wrap ups. All right, so I mean, the back. My opinion of the Back to the Future movies is Back to the Future is like an all time American classic. It's one of I think you know if you gave me like a list of the hundred best movies ever made, it's in there, probably in the top fifty. I don't know. Uh, but it's definitely one of the greatest movies ever made. They made a series that, you know, for the most part is better than most movies that you go to see. There's a set, they're, they're very bright, like emotionally bright, uh, happy, upbeat, uh, you know, inspiring, positive films, right? That came out of the 80s. And then it all went to, you know, the darkness of the 90s. And- Whatever. The crow. <laughs> yeah. The crow. Um, and I the think, crow. you know, Back to the Future Part 3 is obviously one that's extremely, I use the word in, like, for real. It's a very nostalgic movie toward the first movie that came out. So is the first one, or the second one. Sorry, the second one is like, 
so enamored of the first movie that it actually goes back into it. <laughs> the third movie is so enamored of the first movie that it, you know, mirrors uh, significant story points like the whole way uh, through it. Um, so, you know, but it, choosing what's your favorite Back to the Future movie, it's weird. Like, the, the, you know, this is one of those things where the trilogy was designed after the first movie was made. But trying to pick your favorite is really like trying to say which one of your kids is your favorite, you know, or something like that. It's like, it's kind of unfair. But we live in an age, and I guess we're doing a movie review show where you kind of have to wait, you know, one of them or, you know, two of them against the other one. It's like, okay, what's the best one and what's the worst one of the trilogy? And, I mean, somehow, you know, sometimes I think maybe that's unfair. We are saying that, you know... The Back to the Future, or at least I'm saying, the Back to the Future movies are good uh, movies. Um, I do like the third one, uh, just personally, I think, more than the second one. um, Because, uh, and this is like some really weird, like, when I was a kid, I fucking hated westerns. And I think because the stuff that I was exposed to was mostly like the John Wayne stuff. This is sacrilege to some people, I know, but I'm sorry. I can't stand the John Wayne Westerns. I've, like, watched a bunch of his stuff, and they just don't resonate with me. And even the Clint Eastwood stuff that I saw at the time didn't connect with me the same way. But as I've gotten older, it really does. And, like, you know, now it's, like, Westerns maybe next to horror my favorite genre. It might outstrip sci-fi, but it's fucking weird. I'm watching, you know, but, like, it's very specific movies. So maybe that's not like I'm not. But there's not that many great whole, western. I mean, there are, but there are, but there's like you can. There's like ten, ten great westerns. You know, something like that. So you must love Bone Tomahawk. If you're just living, uh, yeah, and James Tolkien, who was in Back to the Future, is in uh, Bone oh, Tomahawk. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a connection there. But yeah, so then you know, watching this, it's like now I'm at a period in my life where it's like I've seen the movies that that Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale have seen to make this movie, and I really like them, and this is, by extension, kind of like playing around in this thing that, you know, that I like. I think also what I like about it over the uh, the second movie, and I know that the second movie has the, you know, um, the fun of going back into the first movie, right? Mm-hmm. But it feels like, you know, I have seen this before, here's just an alternate angle on it, and even though, you know, I just said that this movie is like the first movie, only it's in, it takes place in the West, somehow with the addition of Clara and the love story, gives it like an additional heartbeat or a thump, you know, to it that separates it from those other two. And it's more, um, it's more fun, it feels like, to me, than the second one, which did have like, you know, it was a little bit more mean-spirited, it felt like. So this one's kind of more like the, the first one was. And I think because of that, I, I like this better than the second one. Um, but, I mean, I guess that's it. You know, right? No. No. Well, I mean, it's sort of, all, that all that I can say about the movie is that, I mean, I like Back to the Future as a whole. Um, so, yeah, I would say you got to see Back to the Future. You've already seen it. Who am I fucking kidding? <laughs> that's my opinion. I like There's Back to the youngsters, Future. youngsters out there. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I like Back to the Future 3. I agree. <laughs> That's it. I was not. I'm, I agree. Thank you. 
All right, I despise this movie. Despise this is an unwatchable movie. Unwatchable. I've not watched it in twenty fucking years. Unwatchable because yeah, dude, dude, Nate. Okay, seriously, if we right now let's think of all the part threes that are like even good. Th- number threes are never good. Alien three, Rocky three. I kind of like Rocky three, oh, come on. but uh, <laughs> just a little bit. But, uh, uh, yeah, but is yeah, it just series because, or because, because a trilogy? Most, most of the time, because it's like it's already played out, right? By the time you get to a third movie, the idea is played out. That's what the way you're talking about how it mirrors the first one. I think that's the fucking problem with part three is that okay, you got part one, right? Cool. You got part two, which is awesome because part two, uh, unlike almost any other time travel movie, literally time travels back to the first movie and you get to have that fun. But three's got like nothing else to do, so eh. It just goes to the West and does the same thing. It's like, fuck, you know, we were finally in a new place. We could have done anything new. And all we did was the same fucking four things. Woke up in fucking Leah Thompson's bed. Had the chase and the fucking... Sir. It's just like, fucking shit. I know a sequel's like, well, let's just make the same movie over again and make some money on it or whatever. But, the like, I thought this was taking it too far. When it's just like, holy fuck, is there going to be anything of this movie that's original at all except for cowboy hats and horses? Other than that, it's really just segments of the other scripts kind of pasted together with, like, I'm sorry, the, just the fucking worst love story, the worst love story I've almost, I, God, I'd have to think of another, I mean, it's just a fucking flash-in-the-pan love story. Like, I'd say, no, the only affection is there is, like, I'm a man, you're a woman, it's a movie, obviously, we love each other. Why? Uh-huh. It's a movie, obviously. I just want to put forward that this is a movie that believes in true love. Oh my god, yeah, it's great. <laughs> it, well, that explains everything. And they try to like they try to actually have some fucking conversations about. I mean, maybe this was the time of dumbing movies down or something like that because. Like, there's the scene where Marty's like, you gotta, you know, you gotta think up here, not in your heart or whatever. You know, you're a man of science. You have to, you can't think emotionally. You gotta, it's like, I mean, that's an angle, right? But like, what? I mean, that's all it was, was this little piece of dialogue in, like I said, an emotionless uh, love affair in a weird way. I mean, there's like nothing in that story that interests me in in his relationship. Uh, the outcome of it, because, I mean, I don't know, just almost nothing in this movie matters, right? Because oh, I got to save Doc from, from from getting killed. Marty comes and kind of just takes the place. So, ooh, that we solved that issue. Now I, now I got to worry about getting killed. Well, I got a few days, enough time for you to go find that girl, Doc. I mean, just the dialogue of, of Marty being like, see the way she was looking at you? It's just like, fucking, this is like the cheesiest, like, uh, it's just fucking horrible. Just horrible. No reason for it. Uh, aside from the love story. Dude, well, that's a majority of this movie. You can't see aside from that. That is a fucking majority. That's the only thing going on in this movie. There's no stakes in this movie. They don't necessarily... Well, well they got to beat the train. But we got till, what, 8.30? And, oh, my... Will, Clara, and Doc be together no one cares no one cares because no one knows who Clara is no one knows I mean for the third movie just getting to know who Doc is is like a little fucking too late you know what I mean Doc is the guy that just tells Marty what fucking like parallel universe he's exposition man right he's he's science guy that gets Marty on his adventure he shows up says here's the tools you need here's how it works 
you go do it, you know, and then run into me who am, you know, I'm hilariously uh, unaware of your modern day technology and I'll make funny quips about, you know, that's weird, you know, or whatever. Fuck this movie. Just, I mean, fuck if anything, you could have had Claire like noticing like, like futuristic, uh, I, it's just like, I don't know. It's just, it didn't need to happen. It happened because money was there to be had. It happened, you know, uh, I mean, fuck yeah! I don't know. Yeah, I hate this movie. It's yeah, nothing saves this movie. Hate it. Hate it. I disagree. You All right, fair, fair enough, Travis. You are welcome to your own opinion. Fucking hey, they're uh, out there. Yeah, <laughs> I want to hear from you next week, people. Nick, fucking yes. get my back, cause fucking Jetty shit. I bet Nick someone else should have been here on my on my fucking. I need a, another voice of dissent. I need a voice of dissent. <laughs> well, I need him to specifics, people. Specific. Oh. <laughs> we need at least an hour and a half of dissent. <laughs> I think that like what we're all forgetting about is the relationship between. Doc and Marty in this, and maybe maybe I missed it if you guys said it, but uh, the idea that the only reason why this movie exists is because Marty goes back in time to save Doc from you know an unfortunate retirement plan. Basically, I mean we're we're dealing with a uh, a timeline where Doc, uh, so. So we're, we're dealing with 1985 Doc that gets struck by lightning and goes back to 1885 Doc. And then 1985 Marty, which is really the only one, right? Uh, he has to deal with 1955 Doc to convince him to fix up the DeLorean that's b- buried in a, in a mine somewhere and then go back um, to 1885 to get 1985 Doc to save him from getting shot in the back by Buford Tan, like this whole thing that's going on is all based on Marty and Doc's relationship. I think, like from the beginning of the like the series, like from from part one all the way through, it's Marty and Doc. But he doesn't go back to save Doc. He only goes back because Doc pushes in the date of 1955, and then dude runs away from the terrorists and accidentally goes back in time. He doesn't. Right. But I'm just, you know. No, no. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're very, yeah. Like, the whole Doc and Marty thing, um, I mean, like, ultimately in the first one, I guess, yeah, Travis, you're right. Yeah, it would be Marty with his dad. You know, it's it's a story about George and Marty. But uh, by the time, like, they had to make a, a trilogy out of it, like, they had to, they, <laughs> they, they had, okay, here's the thing. They had to come up with some good ideas really fast and they didn't want the studio just to like hire anybody just to do it. So Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis were like, well, if they're going to make trilogy, uh, they're going to make two more films. Why don't we do it? And they, I think that they did the best with what they could, you know, I mean, with developing it had, they had the foreknowledge that it would be a huge success. Maybe it would start. No, I know. Yeah. It's a soapbox, but, um, I think that uh, the like what they had to deal with. I think that they like they got everybody back minus Crispin Glover, which who knows what that whole who knows what the real story is behind that. 
But, uh, I mean, like, as far as, like, production, like, they got the crew back. They got the director of photography. They got the Alan Silvestri. They got, you know, Zemeckis directed it. Bob Gale, I think, is the main writer. Like, Michael J. Fox. Everybody, all everybody's back for this. And they, they did the best with what they had to work with. And I think that that's more than you can say for some films that we see these days that are just shoveling out the shit. The worst Back to the Future movie is better than most movies. The, well, yeah, exactly. Yes. Thanks, Sean. That's very true. <laughs> the worst Back to the Future movie. And again, like Travis is probably stewing in this because it's, <laughs> it's like you're, you're, you're dealing with fans of the film like yeah 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 you got fanboys more than like looking yeah. at it as a movie i i i like am. if you guys were watching karate kid you'd be like karate kid three man oh karate kid three <laughs> oh no new karate kid yeah the next karate kid fuck but yeah and you know like i i you know i i try not to look at it as at it as a critic and I don't think I do at all. I mean, I think that I'm probably like it's, it is like a, a child, you know, that you're looking at. <laughs> Colin was saying like it's like like choosing between your children, but uh, I think that I mean like it's like when your kid goes off and like uh, kicks the soccer ball, you're like, yes, he's going to be a soccer player, you know, <laughs> a professional football player. It's like when I see that relationship between. Doc and uh, Clara, it's like, well, of course Doc has to have a relationship now. I mean, like, that's the next logical step in his character development. And Marty's going to, yeah, he's going to learn his lesson about being a chicken and everything's going to turn out okay. And it's, you know, like, it's all, and why not go to the Wild West? Why not build a town? We didn't even mention the fact that, like, they did the whole uh, once upon a time in the West, you know, like, I mean, Colin mentioned it during the movie, but. Like, they recreate that scene where you go over the roof of the train station and then you see the whole town from Once Upon a Time in the West. Brilliant. Let me ask you something real quick. Was it the first movie or the second movie where Doc says something about, like, I hope to explore, like, the next frontier, women, or whatever? That's in the line. that's in the second one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Part of that setting up yeah. third movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely part of the second one. And, you know, I mean, like, that's a good point. Like, in... In a perfect world, I would love for it to have been like a completely thought out thing where like the first one they're setting it up and then the second one happens and the third one they pay it off. But like that's not like that. We weren't living in that world at the time. Like obviously now we're in this whole shared universe where every fucking movie happens in someone else's universe and it's going to go on and on and on for hundreds of years and we're going to have the same. Movies. I mean, I, I like the idea that it's a trilogy. I don't like the idea that like it's it's almost. I mean, like the second and the third one are they are separate from the first one. I wish they were more cohesive, and they're not. Like, there's no debating it. Like, the first one is a finished product, and then they added on two other films. And but like. I like the first one so much and the fact that they got everyone back together to do the other two. Like to me, even like the fact that they're like celebrating the, you know, the construction of the clock tower and they're taking their pictures at the clock tower. And like Colin pointed out this time, which I've never noticed Dean Cundy's taking the photograph, you know, when they're at the clock tower, like all of that stuff to me is like a celebration to the end of the, 
to the trilogy, and maybe that's not enough to be a film on its own. But I think that, like, if you really love these movies, it's 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 okay. <laughs> like, <you know. laughs> to be fair, can you see back or Empire Strikes Back without having seen Star Wars? Like, can it be like the fucks a Jedi? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. You cannot. I don't think you can. Yeah. yeah. So then that argument is like, well, I mean, right there. Empire Strikes Back is one of the greatest fucking movies ever made. Yeah. But it depends on you having foreknowledge. It depends, yeah. In order for it to work. But can you see Star Wars without the other two? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can you can see Back to the Future without the other two. And I guess, I mean, I, I guess the other two are just like, it's dessert, right? I mean, like. Back to the Future is the meal. Back to the Future is the meat and potatoes of the trilogy. The other two are a lot of fun, and I love them to death. But, I mean, like, if I had, a, okay, Deserted Island, if I could pick one movie, it would be Back to the Future every time. That's not to say that Back to the Future Part 2 and 3 are not, you know, near and dear to my heart. They're number 2 and 3 in my list of all-time favorite films. And I think... Uh, a lot of that comes from like I was watching it tonight and I'm just like the quality of these films like I know the storyline is at times is contrived <laughs> but uh, like like if you just the actual film that they used to, <laughs> yeah well the, the physical <laughs> film the quality but even if you look at like like the photography and like just everybody like I don't I, I doubt that anybody had a bad time in these movies like yeah, it doesn't seem like a lot Everybody of people. Yeah, a lot of people talk about these I movies as <laughs> like Tom. Tom specifically talks about these movies as being a sick movie. So when you're sick, you watch these movies, right? I mean, movies. Most movies, probably ninety nine percent of movies, aren't going to change the world. I mean, there's movies that try to. Usually, they're documentaries. But like Back to the Future is something that you want. You just want to watch and have a good time. Um, and they've always done that for me, <laughs> so I recommend it. And I'm gonna stop. I'm, this is a very long one. <laughs> That's it. All right, so that wraps up. That that puts That's the it. lid on Back That's to it. the Future on the Saturday Night Free. Wait till we watch Superman three. We'll fucking see what everybody has to say. About <laughs> fandom shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. No. Uh, no Richard Pryor. So, next week, it's my pick, and we're going to watch David Cronenberg's 1983 movie, Video Drone, oh, just in time for Christmas. It has nothing to do with Christmas. Uh, so, that's next week on the Saturday Night Freak Show, and uh, until then, you can catch us on Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn, and more, and get a hold of us, Saturday Night Freak Show. Dot blogspot.com. Oh, sorry, that's where you can go and uh, please 